Hi everyone and welcome to Sustainability Explored, a podcast where every week we interview leading professionals, thought leaders and overall disruptive minds in the field of sustainability to share their views on the present and the future of the world through the prism of sustainable development. Today we have Aviv Shalgi, a business development and corporate development professional with several successful M&A and VC investments and joint ventures under his belt, from conceptualization, sourcing, modeling, diligence to closing and merger, in addition to building two successful startups, one acquisition, one IPO, as a co-founder and a first business employee. Today he's a co-founder and CEO of Solar Simplified, where he's revolutionizing the way solar energy is distributed, bringing it to the masses. Stay with us to learn a ton about green and alternative energy production, distribution, and pricing. I'm ready to welcome Aviv in just a second. Hi, Aviv. Super happy to welcome you today on Sustainability Explored. Now, now that there is an opportunity, I am uh, excited to announce to our listeners that we are going to be talking about energy sector for the first time. And not just energy sector. Alternative energy means, it's funny that solar energy is called alternative, so green energy means. And so I'm happy to welcome you, Aviv Shalgi on the podcast. First things first, I'm very curious, how did you find yourself <laughs> working in this field? Sure. First of all, thank you very much, Anna, for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, let's say it was semi by accident. Uh, way back when, when I went to college, I did study electrical engineering, even though I never actually worked in the energy sector or anything like that. And, and it did meet me a few times throughout my life, mostly in, in my consulting days, um, also about a decade or so ago, um, with a few projects around different types of energy customers, mostly major corporations, either in Europe or the Middle East. But, but in the past decade, I've been mostly focused on software startups, mainly things that are solutions that are based on uh, machine learning or pretty heavy data analytics, trying to solve a problem. For, for customers in different industries. And I started Solar Simplified a little bit less than a year ago after my previous startup, which was in a completely different industry in real estate, was acquired in the end of uh, 2019. The pandemic started and I was uh, trying to pass the time. And so there were a lot of uh, networking apps that were starting to come out because everybody were locked in around the world. And... I was, I was there just to talk to people, get to meet people, hear what people are doing, kind of be interested and, and pass the time and see what's out there in the world. You know, after being in a, in a, in a startup bunker, you know, working a lot of hours trying to, to, to build that, that startup. I started, again, randomly, some of the folks that I got to meet on these apps were folks from the solar energy sector, mainly here in North America, so the US and Canada. Those folks were interestingly from the smaller companies who develop or build or own 
small, small to mid-sized solar power plants. So power plants around, you know, two megawatt, five megawatt, 10 megawatt, not the enormous scale, hundreds of megawatts or gigawatts, things like that, but 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 panels. And I didn't know that that, you know, that side of the industry even exists. I, I kind of knew from my consulting days about the the gigantic players that you know, where a power plant, solar power plant, looks like a looks like a small city, um, because it has hundreds of thousands of, of panels. Again, I was it was mostly interesting for me to just ask people what what are their challenges. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you try to try to listen to problems and then think if you know how to solve them well enough to create a business out of it. I didn't think so at the beginning, but I think after four or five or six of these phone calls. On a span of months, you know, nothing is intentional. I started saying to myself, "Gosh, I'm, I'm sure I heard this one before. Like somebody, I'm speaking with somebody randomly in one of these apps, and, right. and and I usually ask, well, you know, how's your day going? Or you know, what's been a challenge this past week? And I'm starting to feel in the back of my mind, I'm sure I've heard these same problems already from somebody. So I started circling back and I reached out to all of the folks that I connected to in in the energy space. And I noticed that everybody that I spoke with from these types of companies was saying, yes, this is a challenge that I'm having today. Another person, another person, another person, which brought me into saying, okay, I think I know how to solve this. And that's what brought us into, or me, and my partners into kind of solar space. We're a software provider. Our solution is basically connecting consumers right now only in the US, um, but Mm -hmm. potentially down the road in other countries in the world. It's uh, an online platform that connects people who pay electricity bills. So renters, homeowners, business owners, et cetera, directly with solar farms or solar power plants in their area so that they, first of all, they support renewable energy, but secondly, the product for the consumer looks like a coupon. So we don't replace Mm -hmm. your supplier or we don't try to get instead of your utility, things like that. We work with local utilities in order to kind of utilize their distribution network, all of the wires that are connected to your home. Um, But instead of being, uh, uh, let's call it a lower positive number on your bill. And then you can argue, is this a good product? Is this a bad product? Does it save me money? Does it cost me money? We want to be a savings product so that it's not just that we appeal for the folks who care about the green. We appeal to everybody because everybody wants to save money. Nobody wants to spend the money. So the audience is a lot bigger. And so we chose the method of becoming a, a negative line item, a coupon, if you will, kind of in the bottom of, of somebody's bill, kind of next to the taxes and the fees and everything like that. Wow. I guess uh, the name, the second word in the name, simplified, kind of implied <laughs> it has to be simpler uh, than yes. the system already existent. Interesting structure you came up with. How old is the company? So we're about nine months old uh, since we started. Massive. Uh, Massive results. I saw a press release about your company. You announced 
in mid-January this year, 2021, mm -hmm. that the first solar farm was completed 12 times faster than the industry <laughs> standard. And it's helping to meet the needs of 750-plus homes right. and small businesses. Wow. Just one question. How? <laughs> That's a big question. Yes. So, so again, one of one of the folks that I got to meet, you know, before we even started the company, one of the folks who who mentioned this this pain point. They were already getting the permits to build a small solar power plant, a seven megawatt power plant in upstate New York, and they wanted to go to consumers. They didn't want to kind of stay in the realm of PPAs, power purchase agreements, and corporate America. Um, you know, majority of renewables, not just in the United States, but in the world, is sold at the end of the day to corporations. Um, it is not sold to you and me direct to consumer. He was voicing that they've been struggling to figure out how to go direct to consumer because at the end of the day, they're a solar development company, you know, they're good at finding, finding the site at, you know, figuring out the interconnection mm -hmm. and the permits and the sourcing the panels, et cetera, et cetera. They're not in the business of sales and marketing and customer support and billing and all of that headache that comes with working directly with consumers. And so he was voicing that challenge. And after we, we decided to start the company, I reached out and said, okay, we, we believe we know how to solve your problem for you. How about you be our first customer? And, you know, he was obviously very excited because, you know, we're, we're at least saying that we're solving the problem for him. And th that press release was obviously released together with them. And we were basically able to fully subscribe their solar farm and it's a community solar project, again, in upstate New York, we were able to subscribe them in about two months. The industry standard in the United States, um, at least at that time, I haven't looked at, at, at any updates in the last month or two, um, but earlier this year, to sign up a three to four megawatt project in the United States direct to consumer took an average of 12 to 18 months. So we did double the size in one sixth of the time. And it's not because we're miracle workers. Somebody asked me this recently, kind of as a joke, did we invent something that you know, controls people's brains and makes them want to sign up? No. You know, obviously, obviously that was a joke and, and, and it's a very funny thing. No, it's, it's just about simplifying. That's why we chose the word solar simplified. Most of the folks in the world, and obviously here in the United States too, they know rooftop solar. They yeah. don't know what a solar farm or solar power plant is. They never heard about this. The media doesn't talk about it too much because it's not interesting. You know, you're talking about 20,000, 50,000 solar panels being set up in rows. It's, it's not cool. It's not hip. But this is where, in my view, the world can make a difference because you get economies of scale 
you save money. It costs you less per panel to build a 20,000 panel solar power plant than to build 20,000 panels on rooftops, five to 10 panels at a time. You do it quicker and you do it more efficient and it costs society less. Plus you obviously generate jobs for people that have to, um, you know, work on the administration of getting the permits and getting the financing and then labor. You have hundreds of people who need to build this and then people have to operate it and maintain it and you know, make sure the panels are working and everything. It's, it's a lot better to society, in my view, to do that versus, let's say, rooftop solar, five panels, 10 panels at a time. So for us, our success came just from really simplifying the process. If the customer understands what you're pitching to them, then it's a lot easier for them to connect and feel empowered to say, okay, I want to be a customer of this type of a solution. And keep in mind, on our solution, even though you are the customer, you don't pay for this. This is a coupon. It reduces your bill to your utility. Why would you want to pay more for your utility when you can pay less? So, so the biggest hurdle is usually the skepticism or the sarcasm. People are saying, where is the fine print? Where are the small letters? Yeah, um, what, what's the catch? <laughs> exactly. Where's the catch? What's the trick? And, and there is no trick. You know, we're utilizing a market anomaly where small consumers and residential customers, small businesses, things like that, they can't call up their utility and say, I want to negotiate my rate down. It's not a cell phone company that you can go and switch. Your utility, there's one utility in almost any territory worldwide. Sometimes some markets allow for competition in addition to the utility. The utility is still going to do the distribution and the billing and all of that. But the supply portion, just the kilowatt hours that you are consuming, some markets, even not the majority of the world, allow you to go to a private company. But still, you're going to pay your utility the delivery or the transmission costs. You're going to pay the taxes. You're going to pay the fees. You're going to pay them the majority of your bill. So in our view, I wanted to be working with the utility, not against the utility. I want the utility to like me. And the utility doesn't care you know, if, we, if we enable them to save money with their customers. You know, for them, it's a wash. You know, they're, they're not losing money because I'm giving the end customer a discount because of the way utilities work, which is a completely different maybe topic. So they're not losing money because of these discounts, which is what a lot of people don't know. The utility doesn't make money if you pay or you don't pay your bill. In, in the majority of countries, obviously, I, I'm, I'm a little bit yeah. overgeneralizing. So they don't care. And so if I can, through the cost of highly efficient, very affordable solar, which costs in many times less than other means of generating energy, if I can save you, the customer, money, especially during COVID, a lot of people are yeah. furloughed, a lot of people are losing their jobs, people are trying to cut costs. If I can save you $5 a month, $10 a month, 
it's, it's, you know, it's not going to be life-changing, but $100 a year or $200 a year of savings, that's, you know, that's another game or two for your kids. It's, it's another, mm-hmm. you know, going out a couple of times to restaurants with your family. It's, it's you know, it might help you to do a, a very affordable vacation, something like that. So why not? You know, we're kind of killing two birds in one stone. The, yeah. It's renewable. More people understand what renewable is and what solar is, which is great for all of us in the renewable industry. And they're also saving money. Yeah, and it's also in line with uh, recent Biden's climate policy commitment. Uh, definitely doing the right thing. Would you say you're, you are providing people more with a service or a product? It's an ongoing product. For, for the end consumer, obviously for power plants, it's, it's a combination of a service and a product. But for, for the end consumer, arguably it's semantics, you know, but yeah. it's an ongoing product that you're subscribing into. It's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you sign up for Netflix, is Netflix a product or it's a service? Uh, you know, in my view, it's a product, but uh-huh. you sign up for it every month again and again because you like it. I, I think yeah. we are the same thing. You sign up to get these mm-hmm. discounts and support renewable. If you decide that you don't want to support renewable or you don't want to get the discount anymore, you can stop your subscription. But there's, not, there's no service that's really happening in front with the customer. We don't go to install any panels or anything. Everything happens behind the scenes automatically by, you know, by the product that we're building. Right. Well, yes, the reason I ask is because I wanted to, I like the idea that you're using the existence of greed and utilities and you're not kind of entering in clash with the existing system. You're helping that existing system to optimize itself. And therefore, I was thinking about it more of a service. Mm-hmm. And it leads me to my next question. Because sure. you're in the U.S., and you are familiar with the local kind of market canvas, you know, the, the whole picture mm-hmm. of it. How replicatable uh, your product slash service will be in other countries? And do you have plans like that for uh, Solar Simplified? So we are thinking about it, but much longer term. Um, again, we're, we're just less than a year old. Um, yeah. And, and I very much believe when you start any business, not, not just our specific business, you need to focus on one thing and do it really, really well. And then you can start doing other things or the same thing in other markets and things like that. So we're definitely looking at, or at least like keeping track of regulation, doing some initial reach outs to uh, European countries and some uh, Latin America countries in order to see if we can obviously scale this outside of the United States. It looks promising, but I, I obviously don't want to make any guarantees. We have only a thousand households right now in the United mm-hmm. States that are already operating. They are assigned to a power plant, a solar power plant. The solar farm is you know, already up and running and you know, generating electricity, et cetera, et cetera. So our main goal is to keep growing within the United States, 
obviously, you know, a lot of people think about the United States as one country, but in terms of energy, these are 50 countries. Every state in the United States has different energy markets and different regulation and different utilities. For me to go to, let's say, Mexico, it's Mm -hmm. as hard as launching another state that I'm not in right now as the United States, because the laws are different, the parties are different, everything is different. So for the for the short term, we prefer to stay in the United States. But yes, definitely, um, we are looking at, uh, at least right now, at Latin America and Europe as kind of potential international expansions down the road. Sounds great. Speaking of the hard things, what were your biggest challenges uh, during the process of setting this whole thing up, apart from uh, raising customers, understanding awareness and battling that single uh, uphill battle? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, obviously customers, how do we simplify this, both for customers and for developers, um, was, was Probably the hardest struggle, and obviously doing that uh, together with the utility and together with the the state government in the states that we're at. That, that's obviously like coming up with this was obviously the, the the hardest challenge, because the goal is not just to sign up customers and make their life simpler; it's to make the developers' life simple. Because if we can save the developer money or time, or effort, it means that they can take those and put them into another solar project that they will be building. So maybe instead of building two solar projects per year, if it's a small developer, they will build three or four because their lives are now simpler. Or if they build five a year, now they could build 10 a year because we're making their life and their business simpler. All of our developers so far have mentioned that they're making more money every month using our services or our product instead of what they were doing before, which is kind of the corporate PPA route, just because of the negotiation power. Again, consumers can't negotiate their price. They are thankful for getting a discount on their utility bill. Corporations, on the other hand, especially if we're talking about the global corporations, you know, the Fortune 1000 um, or Global 1000 companies, they have the leverage, they have the negotiation power when they go to talk to one of these small solar developers or mid-sized solar developers, which, you know, essentially means the solar developer would have to sell the energy for cheaper. So they would be making less money, they will be more stressed, more highly leveraged, they need to get more financing. There's a lot more mess versus if with us and going directly to consumers, first of all, they feel better because their impact is on more people rather than on less. Even though the energy impact is exactly the same, they're touching more people and they're making more money. So their business is a little bit healthier which means they can scale up their business and do more, build more, more of these solar power plants. And so in my view, it, it's, it's almost like a snowball effect. You know, if we can make their lives simpler and better as, as business owners, 
they would want to increase the size of their business. They would want to build more solar, which is great for us because first of all, it gets us more business, obviously, but more importantly, it gets more solar built faster in the world, which I think is very crucial for people who want to you know, fight climate change. And even if you're not a big supporter of a climate change, you should be a big supporter of portfolio management, of not putting all of our eggs in one basket. We need to have some solar and some wind and some hydro and some geothermal. And yes, also some natural gas. There are new solutions in the market that can make very specific natural gas power plants almost zero emission. Well, Aviv, sounds like you are a man on a mission. And, uh, you know, I recently watched The Mentalist show. (laughs) There was a a short conversation. uh, One policeman was telling to the other, you have deeper reasons to help us. Without those, you're just a hustler. <laughs> and I, I love this phrase. I love this I like it. short and snappy description of who you are. You, I really feel and it's felt uh, through your voice and what you say that you're really on a mission to help bring solar energy benefits and savings to the masses. What's the ultimate goal? How do you see your company? Helping one million households. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Obviously, a million is not enough. um, But definitely the idea, first and foremost, in my view, we're here to help people save money. And we're doing that by utilizing solar energy and renewable energy. So it's no longer a conversation of, Do you support climate change? Are you against climate change? Or maybe you don't believe in climate change? I don't want to get into these types of discussions. I want people to connect to to my company, to Solar Simplified, and to say, I want to support this, or I want to be a customer because I'm saving money. And it doesn't cost me anything. It doesn't require me anything. I just need to sign up, super simple, and I can save money. And oh, by the way, while I'm doing that, I'm also supporting the creation of more renewable and specifically solar energy in my area. It has to be close to you, up to a few hundred miles. It can't be, you know, the solar farm can't be in Mexico when you're in the United States. It, it has to be, or, you know, or in Brazil and you're in the United States. It has to be fairly close to you from a geographical standpoint. And also by doing that, you know, you're helping the economy, the local economy, you're generating more jobs, you're advancing the community. To me, first and foremost, if I can help people save money, I think that's, that'll be the best for for everybody, you know, and for the world. And if I can do that through renewables, then it's two birds and one stone. Yeah, great stuff, really. Well, I, I can only wish you the best of success and uh, <laughs> all the positive wind and vibe in your sales. <laughs> One final traditional question of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I usually ask my guests to provide the listeners with one piece of advice. What would be yours? Yes, I would give uh, kind of my usual advice for entrepreneurs 
or intrapreneurs as well, people who either want to innovate within their company or, you know, or to build or start a, a business or a company outside. And my advice is always to listen. Somebody told me this recently, God gave us two ears and only one mouth. So listen to everything around you, kind of pay attention. Because once you start paying attention, even if you're busy at your job and even if you're busy at home, if you start paying attention, you start noticing things that could be improved either at your home or in your workplace or in your community. And as, as I did with Solar Simplified, and I heard the same thing over and over, people that have this challenge over and over again, you can do the same thing in your life and also in, you know, in sustainability. You hear about, oh, my neighbors, you know, five of my neighbors have this and this struggle when it comes, let's say, to their energy bill or to their water, or recycling, or anything related to this, you can come up, because you're an outsider, you can think about this more clearly and say, I think I know how to solve it. And maybe you start a business off of it, and maybe it's just something on the side that you do you know, as a volunteer, but you have to listen, because if you don't listen, you don't hear people's pain, and you don't hear their challenges. Um, so my best advice, if you want to be an intrapreneur innovating within a company or within a community, or you want to be an entrepreneur, start a business, listen, always listen. Bravo. Bravo. I share this advice 100%. Indeed, God gave you two ears and two eyes and only <laughs> one mouth yes. for a reason. <laughs> Thank you yes. so much. It was awesome. I learned a lot and... I'm more than certain that our listeners, by the way, 26% of our listeners, the biggest part of the followers of Sustainability Explored, are sitting in the US. So this podcast episode is going to be very valuable for you to, to increase your understanding and to consider solar simplified uh, for your future energy bills savings. Thank you, Aviv. You're Perfect, great. Anna. Thank you so much for having me again. And if anybody's interested, solarsimplified.com or reach out to me over LinkedIn, Aviv Shalgi. I believe there's only one of me. And feel free to reach out to us. We're happy to answer any questions, kind of share the information. And obviously, if anybody's in the United States and is interested, we'll very much appreciate if you connect with us. Thank you for having me, Anna. This was episode number 94, season 8 of Sustainability Explored. Thanks for being with us today and for listening to this episode. If you liked it, found it useful or going to implement any piece of advice given by Aviv, please let me or him know via LinkedIn. This will surely make us very, very happy. Also, subscribe to this podcast not to miss any new episodes and if you like it, as a whole, please leave a review, rate, comment on the platform you're listening on, because this will help other people discover the podcast and help them educate themselves on the matters of sustainability. Thank you once again for listening, and until next time, next Thursday, take care, stay sustainable. Bye-bye.